Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your hosts, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week, in preparation for Sabbath, October 21, we look at Lesson 3, God's Call to Mission. Together, let's explore His call empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at the Adventist Learning Community. Together, we love learning and have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into the study. All right, Michael, here we are. This is quarter four, lesson three, God's call to mission. Those of you listening can tell my voice is a little bit out, but the show must go on. Thank you so much for striving with me. And our memory text comes from Acts chapter one, verse eight, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Powerful statement there, right, Michael? It is. I love it. And, yeah, it's just to save my voice a little bit, Michael, let's go into Sunday's lesson, moving beyond <laughs> our comfort zone. <laughs> exactly. God's call to mission. So it's an invitation. And Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 through 9, we have recorded for us the story of the Tower of Babel. And so you have this description. I'm not going to read all of it, but it asks, what are the intentions of the people? Well, I, this is pretty familiar, right? They're trying to create some way of, well, they're, they're remembering the flood and they're remembering all of these things. So they're trying to build some kind of super tower that, that they could save themselves. That's the kind of the, the point of, of what's going on. And what happens is that until then, everyone had spoken one common language, one common speech, it says. But then, of course, at the end of the story, it says that the Lord scattered them all over the earth. And, and so, and of course, it's called Babel because of confusion and scattered. And it says at the very end, scattered them over the face of the whole earth again. So this idea of, of scattering that, in, in this instance, at least, that people, when they all came together in, in sort of a unifying Kind of way we're uh, really going against God and and there's really it was thwarting his plan to of, of salvation and so the best way to be able to do that was to just spread people apart to to let people to you know that's all these different languages it's kind of a right. dispersion of, of, of peoples and 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 this is interesting because sometimes it is easy to get it's talking about out of moving out of our comfort zone right it is easy to get in our comfort zone and God had to make them uncomfortable to deal with this particular situation. And I think part of the, the point here is that to now today, we have many different people, groups all around the world, many different languages. It is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable when you don't know someone else's language, the culture and everything else. It's easy for us to gravitate to people who are like us, who have those similarities. And, and for those who've traveled, it's always awkward, right? You're somewhere and two people or maybe a group of people are talking and they're talking another language and you can pick up maybe a little bit based on facial language, but, but you, True. but you really, I mean, I've had this happen to me. You really have no clue what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering, is it good? Is it bad? You know, what, what's going <laughs> on here? Because you, you just don't understand anything. And that, that's an uncomfortable situation to be in. And, and so, yeah, we, we got to move out of our comfort zone so that we can cross those language and whatever barriers to be able to 
communicate, well, in this case, a blessing, which is the focus of Monday's lesson. Uh, lesson. Yes. And so talk about Monday's lesson, becoming a blessing to the whole world. It talks about Abraham's call, to, actually Abram's call to a uh, mission. Uh, Genesis 12, 1 through 3, and the Lord uh, had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household, and I will show you, uh, and uh, to a land I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. So with that being said, Michael, it asks some following questions, some following texts, if you will. It says, what does each text of uh, tell of God's covenant, his promise to us? Yeah. So stemming from that one, uh, God called Abram, he called him to a weird place. He doesn't know why or where, and he's expected to go and he goes. And with that, it talks about Genesis 3.15, one of the first promises we find. And I will mm. put enmity between you and the woman, between her, your offspring and hers, and will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Yeah. And this is talk about the coming of the Messiah. But this is a covenant, a promise that God makes. This is not something that could happen. This is something that did happen. But when he first said it, it was something that was going to happen. <clears throat> but then it goes on to Genesis 17, 19, the God's promise that Sarah would bear a son, that she would bear a son. Numbers 24, 17, talking about Jacob, how he was going to also come out and be a great nation. And talking about the coming Messiah was going to come out of that lineage, that continued lineage, all the way to Isaiah 9, 6, talking about, once again, the coming Messiah. So the Messianic promises there, and all the way down to Matthew 1, 21. She will give birth to a son, and you are, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And with all these texts, Michael, comes the a fact that God was going to accomplish that promise. So what God says was going to happen actually happened. And matter of fact, Hebrews 11, verse 9, by faith, he made his home in the, prom in the promised, land, promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents and did Isaac and Jacob, who are heirs of him, of the same promise. So once again, we see that God is moving and promised to move. And every time he promises, it comes to fruition because that's the kind of God that we serve. And now comes the question about us. Suppose you were called by God to go, not knowing where you're going, how would you respond and why? And I think that's a question to our, not just spirituality, but a question to our relationship with God. Are yeah. we close enough to promise, promise him and to actually follow through and be faithful as he is faithful unto us? And so Michael, now we move on to Abraham's call Tuesday's lesson. Share with us. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just reflecting personally on God's call, right? I think we could probably all identify at different points in our lives where God calls each of us, and sometimes we don't know how those things are going to work out. And yet, you know, God has a way of surprising us, and, and that's, always, that's always a lot of fun. By the way, you know this story, Buster, but I remember when we were called to go be missionaries. So sometimes God calls us to meet friends that we work with or across the street, sometimes different parts of the world. But we went, we had this call. It was a surprise. We weren't expecting it in the least, just total surprise. And then I remember my kids <laughs> up at me <laughs> and uh, we had this invitation to go to the Philippines and they were very little at the time. They said, you know, why dad would God call us to the land of the Philistines? 
But the Philippines turned out to be a beautiful place and we were so blessed and surprised with great friendships even to this day. So very thankful for that. Well, Tuesday's lesson is about Abraham's call, Genesis chapter 12 through 13, verse 1. You have this story where due to the famine, it says severe famine. So this is pretty terrible, right? He has to go down to Egypt. So there's, there's at least resources. There's food there. And he says to Sarai, this is hard to imagine. I can't imagine doing this, but, but he did. When the, the, I know what a beautiful woman you are. Okay, so she must have been a knockout. When the True. Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife, and then they will kill me, but let will let you live. And so say you are my sister, right? And so, of course, they did notice she was beautiful. This must have been amazing, right? And, and so the Pharaoh, his officials see her, take her to the palace. And, and so he's treated well at first. And then, of course, Pharaoh starts suffering for diseases and for these kinds of things until he finds out it actually is his wife and says, you know, go, take her, go. I mean, basically today we'd say get lost and then get out of here. Right. And, um, and, you know, this is interesting because God calls and sometimes, and I think this should give us hope that sometimes even when we respond to the call, that uh, with our best of intentions, we try to fix things on our own and we may mess things up. We muck things up. We make mistakes. And here, Abram clearly made a, a pretty huge mistake. <laughs> and, uh, and yet God continues to work to call even when people make mistakes as imperfect Absolutely. as we are god works through imperfect human beings to advance his kingdom and his uh, just it's it's really astounding and it should be a, a, a somewhat humbling for us today that if abram could mess up in such a big way maybe we should be a little kinder and gentler to others when they mis make mistakes too right yes anyway. indeed yeah so we're looking at the uh, Abram, but then we fast forward to the New Testament church and church in Acts, the early church and, and comfort zones, Buster. Yeah, so let's talk about the early church and comfort zones. So Acts 1 through uh, 8, verses 1 through 4, this is where we get that term diaspora, the church that is scattered. And the reason why they're scattered, Michael, is because it says on that great day, persecu uh, persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And it says that, but Saul, verse 3, began to destroy the church, going from house to house. And he dragged off both men and women and put them to prison. Mm, In verse mercy. 4, those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. So mm. by persecution, the church, the, the gospel message was actually spread even further. And the reason why I was talking about comfort zones is because it says here, even after the church began to move out beyond Jerusalem, the believers were still preaching in regions of the Jews or in neighborhoods of the Jewish people in other cities. So this is not what they wanted. I mean, if you ask any of us, any hardships that we ever went through, do we want that? No. But can we look back and appreciate it? Yes. And sometimes our comfort has to be diminished so that others can actually get a chance to experience God and his call. Michael, I bet you if it was up to your family at that moment, do you want to go to a foreign country and, uh, I mean, let's be honest, sell your possessions and then go to a foreign country, stay there for five years and then come back, not knowing what's going to be on the other side. That's right. No, but it was a call. And you it got, was a call. And we didn't, know, it was very nerve wracking. I have to admit, selling those cars, doing all those things, it was nerve wracking. Yes. And, and God blessed on the other side, but going into it, you're saying, I don't know, but God, I'm still trusting you. And that's what Absolutely. this is about. 
when the Holy Spirit's prompting, it, maybe he's not telling you to go to the Philippines, but maybe he's prompting you to knock on that door of that neighbor. It's going to be very uncomfortable at first, but if he's calling you, do it. Maybe it's uh, picking up a phone. And uh, I just talked to uh, one of our former students today, Michael, and he said, you know, the Holy Spirit just told me to call my dad. He said, my dad and I had a falling out. We hadn't talked in three months. And I called my dad and he said, we had the most magnificent conversation about the Holy Spirit for about 40 minutes. Mm. That's answering the call, the literal and the proverbial call. And so whatever it looks like when God is moving us out of our comfort zones, it is it is something that is going to be used to spread the gospel, but also to strengthen us. Mm. Uh, it helps us to flex our spiritual muscles in order to trust him more. And as we do, he's able to do miraculous things to us and through us. And and that's the that's the thing about it. Sometimes he is preparing us for a call rather mm -hmm. than and sometimes he's preparing the call for us as well. Right. And so don't look at this as just like, oh, God is upset with me. God doesn't like me or God's upset with me. No, mm -hmm. God trusts you and he believes you can handle some tough stuff. And that's why he's put some of these things on your lap. And then sometimes life happens. And I love what Pastor Michael Gibson shared in a sermon once. Oftentimes God, God does not cause our suffering, but he also will not waste it. And so that suffering that we've been through moving out of our comfort zone, God will use that so you can minister to someone else in the future or in the present. And so you remember that and let's move forward together as we're moved out of our comfort zone. So Michael, bring us home now to starting from where you are. That's tight. So Acts chapter one, verse eight, that's what we're talking about. But you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so here we are asking this question about the principle. What principle did Jesus present when doing the work of sharing or being his witnesses to the world? And so, first of all, uh, it talks about power from the Holy Spirit. So when we're witnesses, it's not it's not about us. It's not somehow having some kind of supernatural being a spiritual superhero kind of thing. It's it's actually just surrendering our lives to the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit work in and through us and listening to that still small voice, maybe saying, hey, that person needs a smile or a word of encouragement, or maybe passing someone a little note with a little scripture Bible promise that might encourage them or whatever it might be. Uh, but you know, it's through yeah. the power of the Holy Spirit as he impresses us with things to do and ways to reach out that will make all of the, makes the difference. It's, it's God's working in and through us through his Holy Spirit. And then there's two points here. First, it says, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Well, what church is he addressing or writing to? Well, he's talking about the Jewish church, which was in its headquarters in Jerusalem. So right. he's talking about reaching out to people where they are at in their immediate environment, just around them, their neighborhood, their community, their town. And I, I like that, witnesses, because we're just merely telling what we have seen, what we've experienced, the witness of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in the lives of those around us. And so sharing that good news with those in our sphere of influence, with those who are around us. So maybe it's our neighborhood. I don't know. And then it says, not that, not just that, excuse me. It says, in all Judea and Samaria. So it's saying, and to the ends of the earth, right? So we don't stop. Our witness never extends to just immediately around us that that we are called as 
Christians to take this gospel to the ends of the earth. Now, some people may be able to actually go. Other people may support those who go. But we're not called to be complacent and stay put and, and just be like, oh, well, I reached my neighbor across the street, so I'm done. I don't have any more mission. I'm, I've fulfilled my mission. I am done. No, it, God calls us to share and proclaim to the ends of the earth. So whatever that might take, that God tasks us with that responsibility to share. So near or far, wherever it might be, is an invitation, an opportunity to allow and surrender ourselves to, uh, to God and, and receiving, as it says, the power of the Holy Spirit. So as we ask God to lead, he will bestow his spirit just as he did in the early Christian church, which we've been looking at, just as he did with Abram in the Old Testament. Yeah, uh, We have a living God who wants to work in and through us today. Amen. I think you put the cap on it, Michael, and I, I, can't, I can't find anything to improve on that. Well, God calls us. And so when he calls us, it's our invitation to respond. And then in the process of responding, we yet still continue to invite others. So I think that puts a wrap on this week's lesson as we think about how God might be calling you to be missional, to share and extend the, the healing the, the loving uh, call of Jesus to invite others to come and know and have a, a experience, a relationship with him. So until next week, this is Sue. And Spoops. Signing, Signing out. out. As we wrap up, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Adventist Learning Community, a ministry of the North American Division of Seventh-day Adventists. You can join us each week by subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Also, make sure you share with as many people as possible and be sure to give us feedback by rating our podcast and go to our website, SabbathSchoolRescue.org for each weekly episode.